I'll tell you what, if, if you ever come uh, to, to New Jersey, I'll, I'll personally buy you a pork roll and cheese sandwich. That sounds awesome. And then I'll have to somehow scam a Taylor ham off somebody and just know that you're it, probably it's, right. It's literally <laughs> it's the, the same, same thing. thing. I, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to try it just, just to make sure. I got to be fair. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I finally get a chance to uh, sit down and talk to Colin Dowling. Colin, thanks, man, for being so patient and uh, for fle- being so flexible and hopping on, man. How are you doing today or this evening? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I've been very excited to be able to sit down and talk with you also. For sure, man. I mean, like I meant it when I said in every Facebook message, like, hey, dude, I got to get to you. I'll get to you. I got to you. And um, yeah, uh, here we are. So... Um, I guess we'll just start from the beginning. Um, let's just start with what got you into dodgeball. Yeah, so my dodgeball career began in college uh, from my friend Stephen Barnes. He actually played an elite through Lisa Reichenbacher. I don't know if you remember her. It's a throwback name. Yep. But she invited my friend Stephen to a couple of tournaments and... He ended up starting a program at Kane University, which was my college, which ended up with about four people. That was the start of our dodgeball program. Then I ended up bringing in a couple of more people, grew to about 10. And then later down the road, we ended up having about 126 people. That's quite a jump. Yeah. <laughs> It That's didn't a- hurt that we got onto ESPN. Oh, okay. So. We'll have to get into that in a second. Um, I just had to real quick say, say this is the second time in a row that uh, Lisa uh, Reisenbacher has been brought up, which is actually really cool because I think she had a little bit of an influence on um, on Dominic, who I just talked to last week. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, she definitely brought in a lot of people. Yeah, I, I was I was just thinking, you know, mentally, maybe she's an OG that I could potentially reach out to and, and kind of get to know the area. And, and so let's back up. So where exactly are you? New Jersey, right? Yeah, New Jersey. Now, I'm going to sound really dumb, but New Jersey City is a city, right? Uh, New Jersey's the state. I'm it. in Mount Holly, <laughs> New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, I uh, just added myself there on being geographically terrible. But uh, okay, so you're, you're, you're East Coast, right? You're obviously Northeast. Um, yes. All right, so you you started out with four people. About what time frame was this? What year? Uh, this had to have been about twenty eleven. Okay, so you've been playing for for a bit. Um, how yes. did how did ESPN get involved, and how did you grow from four to over a hundred people? So my friend at the gym that I worked at, I invited him, and he was really into parkour. So he handed my friend Joel uh, his phone and just said, hey, record this. I'm about to do something really cool. And we're like, all right, whatever. You know, it's just another day at dodgeball. Right. And I don't know if you saw the video. It's got about 10 million views, but uh, insane dodgeball kill is the title of it. Oh, is that the kid it's, in the blue that does that like half flip thing? 
Yeah, it's nice. called a fake gainer. Yeah, that was my college program. <laughs> okay. So that's how we got on ESPN. And then uh, funny inside story to that, actually. He attempted to do the same thing the week before. And one of my ex-teammates, Ezra, uh, actually nailed him in the balls. <laughs> so there's more so to the story. So he did not than complete just, uh... it. <laughs> okay, so was it... Um... Was it staged? Like, did the guy throw perfectly so he can flip over it and not get hit in the... No, it was not staged. I know there was a lot of comments on YouTube saying that, but uh, like I said, he literally just handed his phone to my friend and said, record something. And then he ended up doing some editing to it and whatnot, but it was not staged at all. That's, that's awesome. That's so funny. So when that... When that clip surfaced um this is sound really douchey but some so in tucson this is when tucson dodgeball was kind of at its peak uh somebody found that one of the regular players um who didn't play elite didn't play ndl and um you know was was impressed with like just about anything so he he saw that shared it on our wall and uh, everybody like chris bell uh maybe brett baxter myself were just like yeah whatever staged who cares it's it's a nice little trick but you know we're more impressed with the people that are like vince where they throw 65 miles an hour or rise with like they're like a real team so we just kind of wrote it off as like um just like a novelty type thing and it was just funny because um <laughs> one of my friends who doesn't play dodgeball saw that he's like man real dodgeball players are not impressed by real dodgeball clips or highlights and it was just kind of like this funny thing but i remember seeing that thing circulate throughout through spn and I was just really surprised because I don't think the dodgeball community uh, or hashtag dodgeball family existed back then. So I was like, who is that? Like, what league is that? Like, because we all think we know each other and um, it, it's cool to finally see that, okay, this is this is the source. This is where it came from. It's kind of like a cool little closure there. Um, so d does he still play? This, uh, this individual that did that flip? Yeah, he doesn't play anymore, actually. He... Um... He did that, and the following week, he actually didn't even show up to play anymore. <laughs> After becoming uh, like an icon in the dodgeball community, he just uh, up and vanished, huh? Yeah, he just <laughs> up and uh, ran. I guess he, he saw his 15 minutes of fame and thought that he couldn't top it anymore and moved on. But yeah, that was my friend, Ibrahim uh, Hayek. And... Uh, Really nice guy, but uh, he was not very good at dodgeball. <laughs> it was just parkour. And yet he's got probably one of the most famous dodgeball clips, dodges out there that will forever circulate. Yeah, there's actually media. a little, another little funny fact about that. The kid who he got out, his name is actually also Colin. <laughs> I knew dodgeball is a small world. Just saying. Um, are you in that clip at all? Uh, towards the very end of the actual full clip, I was already out gotcha. and like 20 people deep. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you're like, maybe just a little bit of uh, some pixels in the far background. We probably can't, uh, can't make out. Yeah. Like, you oh, you yeah, catch me there. like walking towards the, uh, towards the front at the end of that clip, because like I said, I was running the league at that time. So I set up the balls and all that stuff. <laughs> God, what a, what a cool fun fact about you, man. Does uh, do other people know that? Like, 
I don't know how that would be brought up um, in conversation, but yeah, not a lot of people actually <clears throat> on the East knew about that. I actually don't even know if my own team currently knew too much about that. Nice. But I guess it's going to come out now. Yeah, score one for the podcast. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we can just end the episode now. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, I mean, trying to come back to the questions. So, I I obviously that got a lot of circulation, and that just kind of helped with uh, recruiting. Like more people, what saw saw that on Facebook or ESPN, and decided they wanted to play dodgeball. Or how did that how did that help you guys grow? Yeah, a lot of people from the school actually like saw the banners in the background and they were like whoa uh kane university i go to that school <laughs> what's going on where is this so i had like a facebook page for kane dodgeball and uh the K- everybody on campus knew about the facebook page but they were kind of just like oh dodgeball lame i'm not going to show up to that yeah, until espn hit and then got probably 50 people who posted on the page like hey was that kane in in the espn clip like what's going on like is this the program and i was like yeah that was us uh that was my friend ibrahim like you guys should show up come play, come play so if you can take out the dodgeball ninja that's awesome so essentially what we need is just more viral clips of that and people doing crazy stuff to to help with numbers yeah, we'll just have to start filming the Giovinkos a lot more. Yeah, we need we need more flips, guys. Uh, Geos, get out, get on it. Oh yeah, we can we can use the Frankie flip too. I don't know if you uh, saw that. I don't think I have. Was this uh, recent or? Yeah, that was uh, last year at some point. I don't even remember. It might have been nationals, but Frankie Gianetto he did like a uh, half somersault thing i don't know he he attempted to do some stuff that the jamming goes dead and it was it was funny to watch and i think it was successful until he landed and then got hit if i'm i don't know if i'm right frank you'll correct me all over uh on your page i hope so yeah i think uh landing's probably a hard part you don't think that far like oh now what do i do how do i stick this but um yeah i mean yeah, I've, I've said a few times already, but like, you know, Vince's um, weird little hurdle slash backhand throw to uh, to Tanya. I mean, that, that that was Sin City. That wasn't really like, you know, the epitome of a, of a, comp- a competitive tournament or culminating event. And that still circulates and gets a lot of people talking about dodgeball. So, I mean, maybe we do need more more trick plays and, and uh, some of that novelty that we were originally turned off to uh, back in the day. But yeah. Um, so let's go back a little bit more. And so 2011, this is about the time frame that happened. Uh, was this your first time playing dodgeball? Is this what brought you into the sport? Or did you have any previous history at dodgeball? Yeah, I mean, obviously, just like everybody else, I had the whole middle school experience, dodgeball, medic, all the main games. But I kind of just, after that, let it go. Didn't really play in high school much, uh, besides gym class when they gave us the uh, free time to do it. And then college came around and I started college in 2010. Didn't know that there was anything going on with dodgeball. Then 2011, I started working for the gym and saw these two guys throwing the dodgeball around, my friend Steven and Vinny. And I just kind of walked over and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, uh, we're just 
throwing dodgeballs at each other because there's no one else around. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll join in with you guys and if that's cool. And from there, they were like, yeah, man, just try to recruit some people. We'll play every Thursday night, 8 to 10.30. And if we get a big enough crowd, we can just keep doing this. Gotcha. So that's kind of where I got my start from dodgeball. And then competitively, I don't think I started playing until 2013. That's when uh, I was already like in full loop with dodgeball program at Kane. But Barnes came back and told us, you know, hey, I met this girl, Lisa, and she invited me to this tournament you and some of the other good players should make a team and come and try to beat my team. So we kind of turned it into a little cane rivalry. Nice. Did you guys uh, end up beating them or how'd that turn out? Yeah, we ended up beating them. And then we also ended up taking two games from team awesome, which threw everybody for a loop because we were just this random team that, didn't even have jerseys or anything. And uh, they were pretty impressed by that. And, and Frankie and uh, Matt Gio and them, they all kind of said like, hey, you guys should stick to this and keep coming to tournaments because you almost beat one of the best teams on the East Coast. And we went, your name's Team Awesome. <laughs> how, could, could you, how could you guys really be? That is awesome, man. Um, so you have a knack for, I don't want to say upsets, but surprising people, I noticed now. Which, <laughs> yeah, which if, we'll you, definitely... if you want to bring up nationals. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll definitely get there. Um, that's so cool. It, it's I, I want to say it's like, I, li- I love tracing, I don't say like the lineage of, of how people came into dodgeball, but that's like, you can always kind of pinpoint it to like one source. And that's, um, for the most part, um, if I may be so bold, uh, Lisa, like she had such a huge influence on bringing you guys. Because um, who know who would have known if you if you guys didn't see, um, you know, Stephen and was, the other guy was Vincent v- Vinny. What was that? The, the other two uh, that that brought you in was uh, Stephen and Vinny. Those are the two guys that were initially kind of just playing dodgeball back and forth with each other. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so like if if that tie wasn't there, we wouldn't be having this conversation today people wouldn't be enjoying beast coast chronicles we would never like they're they're just so much like aftermath that it's just really cool for me to be able to to kind of go back to where it all began so that's awesome yeah it is it is really crazy to kind of think about it because like i said it was literally just two guys throwing dodgeballs at each other and just something in my head said that looks like fun (laughs) go see if they'll be okay with me joining in (laughs) that's crazy yeah, so what what uh like most most people when they come into dodgeball, it's already established. Like there's already leagues set up or there's already open gym. You know, there's there's more than just two dudes throwing a ball at each other. So like mentally you're just kind of you just thought that sounds like fun. Like like how did how did something so simple and, and so undeveloped like hook you? Like why why did you think that that was a good time and, and why did you decide to stick it out or what about it made you do that? I'm going to have to go with the nostalgic value because just thinking back of, you know, being a kid and seeing that red rubber ball, I kind of just went, 
you know, let's see if I'm still able to play this sport that I used to play when I was a little kid. <laughs> nice. And, um, I mean, it's hard to imagine with just two people, but did you feel like you still like maintained those skills and like, did you feel like a kid again when you were playing? Oh no, I was actually absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like I'm not even joking. Like they threw the ball at me and I, I could not catch. I couldn't like grip the ball correctly or anything, but just something made me go, you know, I have some friends over in the music department that would love to play this. And, uh, you know, even if I stink at it, like, let's just go have some fun on Thursday nights. And cause I wasn't really much of a, a party guy when it came to that kind of stuff. I mean, I still did it on the weekend sometimes, right? but <clears throat> for some reason I was just more attracted to playing sports than I was, uh, partying. Man. It's again, just, just pinpointing the origin stories of people, but also seeing the parallels. Like, uh, when I was talking to Serge about how I got my start, it was, we weren't, we're just a mass group of kids that weren't big on partying either. And somehow that just developed into dodgeball. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like how much in common we all have, um, regardless of where we came from and, and how we got brought into the sport. But, um, what, uh, what other sports did you play growing up? Growing up, I was really big into baseball. I played for like 14 years, I want to say, nice. over half my life. And I also got into wrestling when I was in high school. Those were the two main things that I was pretty decent at. Not good, but decent. Right. What, uh, what position did you play in baseball? Uh, I was a hot corner guy, played third base, but once another kid who definitely had a stronger arm than me came around, I started playing in the outfield. Yeah, that's, that was my realm, left field most of the time, just out in the... I switched back and forth between left and right. It it really, it varied between uh, games. They didn't really care where I was <laughs> because <laughs> not too many kids at that level were hitting the ball into the outfield. Gotcha. Yeah. It, I love just hanging out there for what felt like hours on end waiting for something to happen. You get like a line drive. If you're lucky pop fly sometimes and the occasional grounder or overthrow. And that's about, yeah. that's about the, extent I actually of the excitement. did throw out a decent amount of people from the outfield, nice. but <laughs> that wasn't mostly because of my arm. It was my accuracy. Which I was going to ask if that, uh, would you say that helped you with dodgeball? Baseball mostly? Uh, I definitely would say so because, it's again, it's pretty similar uh, for me these days. I don't have that strong of an arm, but I'm pretty good at connecting as far as accuracy goes. Awesome. What um, kind of a tangent? So, what helps you with accuracy? I would I would definitely have to equate that to math. I know it sounds weird, but Listen. I was pretty good at angles, so geometry, stuff like that. So I'm very good at kind of <clears throat> guessing how a player is going to move. And I wouldn't say guessing, really. It's more of I study certain players and know what they do. So if I notice that you pick up your left foot 
and step back, you know, half a step when you get into a certain situation, like you're in the corner, then I know I'm going to throw that ball back left and you're going to step right into it. Hmm. And it doesn't work out perfectly every time, but I, I do like to think that I, uh, have a solid knack for it. And that's based off of just studying the player, a little bit of angles and just kind of just feeling the, yeah, of the player so. or yeah. Yeah. It's uh, do, what's up. I was going to say that uh, I, I do a lot of film study, especially on teams on the East coast. Cause I know I'm going to be playing them a lot. So I just kind of try to see what tendencies certain players have to see, you know, weaknesses. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, aside from practicing and playing, I think the next step to evolving yourself as a player is to actually study film and get to know players. Because even though dodgeball, when you're facing up against somebody, it's it's a matter of minutes at most. When you face off against somebody, um, it's that I know this person's going to jump up and kick out their left leg, or I know if this person plants, they're going to dart right or, or whatever have you. That might give you that that advantage. But I was going to say, I always thought um, it's one thing to blow somebody up, you know, throw a you know energy catch them heater to somebody's chest or whatever. But I think like the the, the little like like tiny minute hits where you get the back of somebody's calf or you get like somebody's elbow. And you, or you get that one small little area that they could not block or dodge or cover. I think that's a little more impressive, um, especially given all the conditions. Like you're running, they're running, uh, balls are being thrown at you. So to be able to, to kind of zero in for that one split second and focus is, is a pretty cool feat and also, also fun to watch. Like those are my one of my most favorite kinds of outs is um, those like Knicks. But um, let's see. Let's kind of go back. So you started playing kind of for fun, played against Team Awesome, almost beat them, probably got a whole new rejuvenation for dodgeball. What did you guys do up until um, the competitive scene came, or the elite scene came out? And when did you get involved with elite? We actually threw our own tournaments at Kane. So we would have, you know, uh, my team. And we well, at this point, we had probably about, 40 50 players so we would just split up and have like teams of uh, 10 and just sub rotate over and over again and we didn't have any cash prizes or anything like that but we ended up like getting this one trophy that we would just transfer from team to team nice. <laughs> for uh just for you know I guess we can't curse on here, right? I mean, you can. I'll just bleep it out. So, all right. Well, and giggles, you know. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen people flip out over uh, medals and trophies and gold spray painted stuff. So I wouldn't be. Uh... Yeah, it's definitely a nice little uh, incentive to just have fun with your friends, but then also to win a trophy. And for that like month, you're the best team. <laughs> This trophy have a name, or is it like any kind of specific thing? Or no, we it was just the dodgeball trophy, the, the championship. Nice. Um, a lot of our guys were really into wrestling, so they call it like the belt or whatever. You know, I was never a big uh, 
wrestling fan, so I didn't really understand too much about the the belt. Just the belt. Yeah, that's um, yeah. There was a belt for the Last Man Standing that the National Dodgeball League used to do. It was like a big old WWE wannabe wrestlers belt. That sure, I guess, but it's more like just the bragging rights. Um, is that that's not something you're going to show off to? To yeah, anybody. <laughs> it's basically what our trophy was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, so this is going on. Uh, when, when did when did you guys like? I guess get involved into elite dodgeball. Like what year? 2013's when we went to. I I don't know what elite round it was because I didn't actually even know it was elite back then. Right, but uh, they ended up doing. There was a tournament in North Jersey. It was in Fairfield, New Jersey, and uh, Barnes told us about it, and that's when we put our team together and went against Team Awesome and all these other places, uh, all the other teams. Twenty thirteen. I think that's when Elite started doing the the regionals. Like you had four in the west, maybe one or two or three in the south, a couple in the north, and and some on the east. So, when you guys um, was this when you guys played against Team Awesome for the first time, or did they recognize you at this point when you guys came back? Yeah, no, that was the first time that we uh, played against Team Awesome. Okay, I see. So what? Um, I almost want to ask like what what drew you to the competitive aspect, but it sounds like that's just your nature. Um, do you play uh, trampoline dodgeball as well? Yes, I uh, I did UDC in 2015, okay. and we actually ended up uh, winning our qualifier against Team Galaxy and winning a free trip to Vegas. And... I didn't do it in 2016. I did not qualify in 2017, but I did play. And then, uh, or that was last year. So we didn't, uh, we didn't qualify. Gotcha. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking of UDC, did you see the, the news? Like just got dropped today. I think it's, it's done. They're not doing yeah. It what kind of crap That's is that? Pretty unfortunate news. That sucks. Like that was, so last year there was such a, an amazing presentation and it was just incredible to watch and see people I know that have been playing dodgeball for so long, get like the, the Sunday night football treatment, like the, the, all the promotional aspects were so good. And then just the, the partnership with USA dodgeball was really, really awesome to watch. And I'm, I'm really bummed. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, they, me too, because yeah. I actually, uh, I was really excited for UDC this year. I didn't play last year because uh, I wasn't exactly happy with the route that they were taking as far as, you know, less teams qualifying, allowing teams to qualify a million times. So I I kind of just stayed away from it. But then this year, uh, Bulls Nation invited me to play with them. And we did a couple of uh, Sky Zone tournaments in, like, Delaware and uh rebounders in pa and we ended up winning one of them and felt like a a good team you know i was really excited to play with these guys uh that was jordan shelley's team and now after seeing this news we were just talking and it's really upsetting yeah i'm really curious to see like what the what the reactions are going to be 
or if it's just one of those, well, that sucks and we got to move on. But um, obviously, this is we're recording Wednesday night on the uh, what day is it? the thirteenth. So we'll find out maybe more by the time this releases. But um, the kind of nixes um, my other question that is: Do you plan on being involved in UDC for this year? Which I guess if it was going to happen, the answer would have been yes. But um, have you even thought about like, are you going to still play trampoline ball? Or are you just going to go back to regular good old hard floor at this point? Like why even bother? Yeah, we were actually just talking about that. And uh, just because they threw it out there that they might be transitioning back to it in 2020, we, we thought to ourselves, you know, we really like this team. We we're going to stick together and we're going to just keep practicing at sky zone and we're going to try to get some uh, local Sky Zones to do some tournaments. We're going to talk to rebounders again about getting their tournaments back up together. Uh, we still love playing trampoline dodgeball. Yeah. And we want to see it come back with a boom. And I know Matt Giovinko said that he had some interesting ideas, some creative ideas to bring to kind of get it back and going and more popular. And to kind of help them, I guess, up their revenue. Uh, revenue. Bleh, can't speak. Up the revenue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No worries. So we'll see if, uh, if if he can help out at all. And obviously, I'm always open to kind of coming up with ideas to help with that as well. For sure. Maybe it's more flips. So maybe that flips will just solve everything. It just more be. flips. That might be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just some some executives like you know what? If only we had like 35 percent more flips, we could have saved this. But uh, maybe maybe we'll bring it back. I think I think the number is 35.7 actually. Oh well, you're the math whiz, so you're probably right. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Um, well, let's let's go ahead and just ask what what is um, what, what's your favorite style of play? Um, kind of just moving away from UDC since it's kind of mute at this point. Or yeah, mute. since it's no longer a thing. Yeah, way to take out two questions, UDC. Now I'm pissed. Rip. Yeah. Um, Rip. Well, anybody that kind of knows me is uh, knows that I I go for catches more than anything. That's definitely my style of play. But uh, I'm also very fond of playing defensively so getting the blocks and uh holding pressure stuff like that nice and has this always been your style or did this like evolve over the course of what eight years yeah no it's definitely developed uh because early on obviously when i started playing i thought that i was the man and the best thing since sliced bread at dodgeball (laughs) (laughs) and tried to kind of just like go at it and attack everybody with what I thought was a decent arm until people started catching me. And I went, all right, uh, maybe I should kind of lay back and see if I can do something else besides throw catches. (laughs) I might want to change the strategy a little bit if, if that's all that's happening. Yeah. So it's definitely, uh, I've, I've grown to develop my catching skills over probably the past, four years now I want to say and before then I was kind of just a recreational player and there was a gap between like 2014 and 2016 where I didn't do elite because again in 2013 when I played 
we didn't actually know that that was elite dodgeball. We just kind of went to that tournament thinking it was another tournament. What, um, let's see, I'm trying to go back to the, trying to dig to my, my memory here. I almost want to Google it, but, um, I'll have to let it go. It'll pop up later, probably. Um, what uh, what is your favorite ball style? Let's let's go into that, because because I'm I'm trying really hard not to get into like wormholes with Beast Coast Chronicles. I want to save that for like its own segments. So let's just lock, knock out some of these uh, other like intro questions, and then because yeah. the, I'm I'm just like dying. But <laughs> I do want to know what what is your favorite uh, style of ball? Uh. Like how would you I'm rank them? Going to be an eight point five red rubber ball kind of guy because yeah, yeah. that's what I grew up on. But after that, no sting is definitely a close second. Okay. And then uh, I don't think there's really anything else after that. Just <laughs> not even mention sucks. foam. Thank and, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a foam guy. And yeah. uh, I haven't tried cloth yet, so I can't really kind of exile that just yet but just from the horror stories i've heard i definitely uh i don't know if i'll be trying foam or uh cloth anytime soon yeah it's like foam before cloth anything before cloth like i keep joking rocks fists bullets i don't it just cloth is just i don't Start, we'll, we'll play with the uh, volleyballs or basketballs next okay i'll i'll play with the volleyball or cloth before basketball um i just pictured getting hit in the face by catching i'd probably die um those are so there, I've, i found yeah that would not be fun yeah ner nerd alert so i was i was looking a long time ago i was looking i was trying to find like the actual origin of dodgeball and a buddy of mine we found or he had this like book that i i kid you not was like published in like 1920 1930 and it was basically uh, the physical education teacher's handbook to sports. And that's where dodgeball was mentioned. It was mentioned like way back in the 20s. And uh, obviously different rules. It was more like a free-for-all, but they, they played with basketballs. Like that, there was no such thing as the 8.5 red rubber ball back then. It was legit basketballs wow. that they played with. Or uh, I did not know that. Yeah, and I, I, I can't find that book. And I, I need to Google it or something, but that's just one of those things. Like I wish I'd like framed that book or encased it in something very safe because that could have been like the sole source of dodgeball. And uh, to to back it up, I don't know like how how scrutinized this will be, but there's an, a Japanese clip or a, an anime clip of them playing dodgeball and uh, them being you know a bunch of like high school kids. And the narrator, one of the main characters, protagonist, is like, oh, no, we're playing the American version of dodgeball where they play with basketballs, and they're just showing kids just getting rocked and, like, bloodied, and just it's just a complete, total nightmare. If I remember, I'll, I'll post it on the on the, on the the group and, and share it with you. But, yeah, uh, imagine playing with basketballs. Like, that was an actual thing once upon a time when, I guess, people were a lot tougher or didn't care about lawsuits or, or getting well, that's, destroyed. It's funny that I brought that up then. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, forgot to ask, and I, I need to move this up into the earlier part of the introduction. What uh, obviously you know for Space Cadets? I kind of just assume people know that. Um, but what, what's your what's your number, and and why? Uh, I I rock with a number twelve. How come? Why twelve? 
Yeah, it was my baseball number for many, many years. Any uh, any reason for that, or that's just how it's always been? Uh, it was my baseball number for a lot of years, so I kind of just remembered seeing number 12 on all my jerseys, and I thought, you know, nobody on Space Cadets is number 12, so let's, let's do it. go with number 12. Gotcha. And... Uh, this is mostly a knock on me, but you're obviously not the captain of Space Cadets. Why ever can I let that go? Why did I get that? that yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you uh, remembered it this time. <laughs> it only took like, four four reminders, I think, and blasting you on Facebook incorrectly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, Adam D. Meyer is our uh, fearless captain, okay. and then uh, Tim Smithen is definitely the glue that holds us together he's our general manager gotcha yeah i i'm trying to remember like why what gave me that impression and i think it's and this is not nothing against them by any means but i think it's just because maybe it's just out of circumstance you seem to have a more of a presence so i just assumed uh especially uh, when i when i plucked you right out of the uh of the elite tournament to to talk about um who'd you guys beat um to get into to fourth place like you guys had just had this crazy good win against um shoot i can't remember but it, it was that interview was like oh i'm pretty sure this guy's the captain um but that i think that's where it came from where that seed was planted so yeah i um i definitely command a little bit of a presence in uh in our little circle there and i i like to think that i give a pretty decent pep talk <laughs> Gotcha. But uh, Adams definitely—he's the play caller. He's uh, he's the one who puts everything together. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, um, let's see if I make that mistake again. But I think I'd, I think I know now. I think I think it's going to stick this time. It only took half a year and some reminding. So, um, since we're on that topic, though, uh, I think I made uh, another mistake in saying that we beat you guys 2-0, but you're saying you beat us 2-1 to one because Tim Wells made that No, correct. Tim Smith and, uh, yeah, Tim Smith and of our team, he definitely would not let me live it down if okay. I didn't correct you on that. All right, so I, I guess I stand corrected. Uh, it was 2-1. You're probably right. Um, there's video evidence of it, so. I guess I can't dispute that, and, uh, I'm just gonna say I'm. I know you tried to say. I know you tried to say that the video was doctored, but <laughs> that's right. The, the video's clean, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me look at our chat real quick. I can just tell everybody how that conversation went. I, I was pretty, pretty strict in my. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you guys beat us 2-1, not 2-0. Emoji. Tim reminded me to tell you that. Emoji, 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 emoji. At Nationals, I said fake news. 2-0 shutout. In fact, all six players were standing on uh, both times of grit. You said we have video, and I said doctored. So, <laughs> damn the evidence. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah, you definitely, you tried to say not only did you beat us, you beat us six, six players <laughs> to nothing both times. Yeah, that might have been a stretch on my end, but... You know. I don't know, man. That that was definitely a little bit of a stretch of your imagination. Well, you see, when you get to my age, the senality really starts to kick in. So, you know, I'm assuming you're captain. I'm assuming How we beat old you. Are you. I'm 35. <laughs> so you're not that old. Yeah, I, I just it's just a running joke. So, 
it's not that bad. But thank you, actually. You're one of the few people that acknowledge that I'm still kind of youthful. Well, I mean, I'm, I just turned 27 a couple of days ago, so... Oh, I would have. Uh, I still got a little ways to catch up to you. Yeah, don't do it. It's it's a lie. Stay where you're at. Um, well, I, I can't actually physically catch up to you in age. Yeah, no, you can't do that. But um, yeah, actually, I thought I thought you were like in your lower twenties, to be honest. And then so you started kind of retracing your history. It's like, oh, maybe he's a little bit older than than I thought. So just yeah, full of surprises, man. When I shave, I have a baby face. <laughs> That's what does it. So let's go ahead and get into uh, the crowdsource questions. But before we do that, again, just the staple ones from Markel Stokes um, and Sergio Leone. Markel asks, as always, uh, what song uh, gets you amped up for a dodgeball game, if any? Yeah, him and Sergio both asked about songs. And I'm not really one of those guys who kind of tosses his headphones in and gets pumped up for dodgeball. It's just kind of like a an adrenaline rush for me every tournament it doesn't matter if it's a charity tournament or you know elite so i i don't really listen to anything but back in high school my uh my entry song for uh for varsity was headstrong by trapped okay i don't know if you know that one. Oh yeah yep yeah that that was uh that definitely got me pretty pumped up yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty good song, and I, now it's stuck in my head, and that's totally fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, sorry mad. about that. <laughs> All good. So I'm assuming you don't really have like a pregame playlist. You kind of just show up. You're already you just jazzed to be there and play dodgeball. Yeah, no, not really. But I did hear that David uh, Tetz from the West Coast kind of throws together pay- playlists for people. So I might look into that. He does. I didn't know that. I know that he is uh, doing some lo-fi kind of hip-hop beat stuff that's just freaking awesome. Um, he, uh, did you hear the his his uh, Tribune, or not his Tribune, his UDC song? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought that was bad. I'll have to, uh, I'll send that to you. That was really good. Yeah, uh, definitely send that to me. Yeah, if anybody is listening that has not heard that, please check it out. Like, that was... I mean, I'm going to sound like a nerd, but I thought that was pretty sick. I really, really appreciate, uh, enjoyed that song. It kind of got me amped up. I was like, man, I wish I had some dodgeball to play right now. But um, <laughs> that's cool that he makes a playlist for people. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, you. he was, for a while, I know he was selling them, I hmm. guess, like, per song or whatever it was, or okay. album, I don't know. But I think recently he just kind of told people, hey, if you want, some uh, albums or playlists or whatever hit me up. So nice. I'm going to check that out. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and dive in. So, And I'm noticing a pattern so far, so maybe this will be a staple, but uh, Emilio, Ve- Emilio Velis uh, said, Colin is also a Dodgeball Teens fan, and I was just curious to see if you had a favorite episode. Um, can't see it, but on the notes here, I'm looking at a picture of you holding up an issue... But uh, do you have like a yeah. favorite issue or character on there? Um, I think Amelia also asked later on kind of which character was part of my, uh, I guess, like skill set. So I'd have to compare myself to Jenny in his comics because she goes for uh, 
those catches and she makes those clutch plays, nice. which is kind of weird to compare myself to one of his <laughs> female characters, but the other ones are kind of rock star, all star arms. And that's just kind of not my thing. Huh. It's pretty cool though. I mean, if it, if it matches the play style and, and approach the game, then that's all that matters. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, I'm actually, I am a pretty big fan of his comics. He, he does a really good job. Uh, he does really well when it comes to uh, the, <clears throat> the artwork and uh, the storyline's pretty cool too. I know he's very anti-bullying, which is a big thing for me personally and uh, anti-harassment, stuff like that. So there's definitely a good uh, storyline behind it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've yet to get my hands on one of these issues. Um, but I think I'm going to have to just to get with the times. Uh, he's he's an awesome supporter of the podcast. And he's always sharing and, and liking. He's usually like the first or second one. Somehow, at the same time, him and Markel are just like, they just, they just know when, it, when I'm about to drop an episode. But um, yeah, yeah I, like- I think he... He's just constantly on Facebook, like looking out for dodgeball stuff. Just waiting. Yeah, he's, a, he's definitely a super fan. Yeah, he's he's quick too. Anything, anytime a dodgeball illustration is mentioned, he'll he'll bust out with his uh, the quick. Uh, hey, check out uh, dodgeball teens. So I'm sure I'll, I'll get my my mitts on one at some point. And oh yeah, get to know the series because I I like watching like you know how he like releases. Um, con- I don't know if it's like concepts, but he'll release like characters, and um, oh shoot, what am I trying to think of? Um, Oh, I'm losing it. Um, like a preview or concept, I think, of like what the storyline's going to be. So I'm really curious, um, especially the more I see it. But um, speaking of contributors um, to d- the dodgeball community as a whole, so Sergio Leone asked, what inspired the Beast Coast Chronicles? And let's start with, Let's start there because I've been itching to ask this question. I've, I've been patient. I've waited a good 50 minutes now. <laughs> What uh, <laughs> what inspired you to do that? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> definitely have to attribute the Beast Coast Chronicles to the Dodgeball Tribune. Nice. Uh, that, that was definitely a big inspiration towards wanting to get into the blogging, recapping tournaments, uh, coming up with cool ideas for posts and different articles. So uh, Tyler Greer was definitely a big inspiration and all that. And I just kind of remember reading through his stuff and just going, you know, uh, man, this is a great article. It's, uh, it's really cool, but I feel like he just can't really capture the essence of the East Coast because, you know, he's a West Coast guy. He doesn't have the resources to kind of come out here and see you know, those breakout players and the, the cool plays that, you know, if he asked one guy, hey, what happened in this tournament, maybe that guy was out getting lunch or whatever yep. at that point, and he just didn't catch it. So I definitely wanted to start off the Beast Coast Chronicles to give the East the exposure that it deserves because there's a lot of great players out here who, you know, they make those big plays and he can't capture it and it's not to his fault at all you know tyler's doing a great job with the uh, tribune it's just i wanted to be able to give you know my feedback of the east coast 
Yeah, and that's an awesome thing, man. Um, because yeah, again, Tyler, uh, my, even myself, like we're, we're so saturated on the West Coast, um, and we just have that bias where we we just um, whether it's intentional or not, and I'm, I'm sure it isn't. We just we just don't know. And then, like you said, even with the recaps, you know, I'm reaching out to people that I either know myself personally or have been referred to as other people. And it's been a process getting to know other regions, but at the same time, I'm really at the mercy of what they saw. So if some really amazing play just happened or some amazing match happened while they were playing themselves, or as you said, like, you know, going to the bathroom or, or getting lunch or something, that, that is not going to be seen by anybody. And so to have somebody... Uh, such as yourself, you know, kind of at the center. Um, obviously, we've talked about how long you've been involved in dodgeball. Um, it's an incredible thing that you're doing, and it's 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 just what we need. We need more of that from the south and 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 the north as well, so that people get a full idea and range of what what truly is out there, and it's not just beholden to one 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 medium or one outlet. So um, that was awesome. And when you, when you told me about it, I was really excited. I was like. Yeah, like this is something I could possibly use uh, for myself. You know, like now I can actually know who to look out for, or even better, look who to ask about when we start doing, you know, the the recaps and whatnot. So, um, yeah, and I I definitely have to say, like when when we were talking about it, and I saw how excited you got, uh, <laughs> I just saw your little note there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, but no, uh, what so I was good. saying is uh, when we when we were talking online about it, and I could see in like your writing that you were definitely enthusiastic about it and very supportive. And that kind of gave me like a high because oh, I was like, really, Steve, the, the dodgeball podcast, like he's he's inspired or maybe not inspired, but like excited. just excited for for something that I'm about to start up, you know, like a, just a basic idea of, you know, blogging, but he's, that definitely like put me on like a little bit of a, a cloud nine kind of moment <laughs> when we were talking about that oh, man. and just seeing how supportive you were. So thank you for that. Oh yeah. No problem. I mean, like, um, I'm glad I'm not on video because I'm kind of blushing, but that's awesome. And real quick, in, in case anybody's asking what that note I put on, so I'm just to help Nick, the our sound guy um, with edits, I'm just kind of writing down when I swear so I can pinpoint when to beep out stuff. And I just kind of put, I cussed right here with the sad emoji and uh, I forgot you can see what I'm writing. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, you know that, that was, um, yeah, when you told me and you messaged me, I, I was like, I hope you can tell I'm actually really excited about this because when I message people, I don't sound like the most excited person in the world, um, even in person. But yeah, I mean, that, like I've been saying, like that you're fulfilling a need that is just going to be another awesome contribution to what's making this work, this being just dodgeball. So, um, and I, I think we kind of answered uh, Sergio's other question of like, how does it differ from the Tribune? It's it's obviously just more East centric, but then you busted out with this other amazing idea, and that was a scouting report, right? Like you're you're picking up free um, people that are trying to find teams, so you're, you're picking up uh, yeah, my free agent article. Free agent. Uh, <clears throat> I definitely did not see that getting as big as it did. I don't know. Can you guys see how many views that it gets, or is that just kind of a a user thing. I think that's a user thing. Yeah. So I'm actually almost at a thousand views on that. Holy crap. That's awesome. Uh, which, yeah, that literally blew my mind. And uh, I'm going to share with you my original goal 
<laughs> for views, kind of like just my expectations was 250 views. <laughs> and then I got that within like a day of posting that. Actually, not even a day. It was like probably about 68 hours. Got about 250 views. And I went, awesome, man. Everybody who's going to look at this probably already looked at it. <laughs> this is great. And then now, I don't know how long it's been. It's been a few weeks, but it's up to like 950-something views, 954, I want to say. So cool. So that that literally blew my mind, like seeing that number. And I was like, people actually care about something that I wrote. <laughs> it's a... Uh... It's a crazy feeling, right? When when you produce something and people actually are consuming it, they're getting excited, they're watching it, they're interacting with it, and they're they're just happy that it's there. Yeah, and to be honest, the the biggest thing, like the greatest thing about that article, is I've had a couple of people now like e- like message me and they're like, "Hey, man, like thank you so much for like writing up my little blurb, like." it helped me find a team within like a couple hours. And I was like, that's That's exactly why I wanted to do that. Like I wanted players to be able to easily find a home, not just, uh, you know, some random team, but a team that they're going to be able to stick to and stick with for a few years at least, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Because like you said, like you, you're helping people play and, and that's, we always ask ourselves, like, hey, what can we do for dodgeball? How can we help the sport? And it doesn't necessarily have to be you got a ref. You, well, I mean, yeah, it should be. But you don't have to, like, necessarily start a league. There, there's some other stuff you can do, like creating a platform where people can just find an actual permanent team. And that's such a huge thing because... Um, yeah, don't, don't let Mark uh, hear you say that thing about refing. Yeah, well, come at me, Mark. <laughs> he, he, knows I'm, oh, he knows I'll help out. But, um, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just who knows what that did for that player or, or for the players that are on there because they have like a permanent, I guess like resume for lack of better words versus I'm sure it still happens, but posting on the community or on the, on the event wall saying, Hey, I'm looking for a team um, because I could get buried and forgotten too easily. But for the captains and the, the people that are looking for players to have an actual place to go to um, one centralized location is awesome. And so I want to ask like, is this going to be your intent moving forward? Just like, do you want an, I don't want to put this on you, but do you want to continue to, to host like a free agent um, like database or like what are you, what's your plan for that moving forward? Yeah, so you and I uh, spoke about this a little bit actually and uh, I already posted something which I'm sure got lost in everybody's timelines, but I am 100% down for anybody who's running a tournament west coast south north east it does not matter to me if you tell me like hey i've got an event coming up on such and such date and you give me enough time because obviously i'm also you know working full-time and stuff so i can't just constantly have the chronicles you know like open on my computer and ready to go but if you give me enough time like i would love to collect all those people who are saying, yeah, I'm a free agent for this tournament next month. Uh, somebody pick me up. I would more than love to uh, put together a, an article for that. And like you said, a database, uh, a resource, whatever. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That, so that's... It's a lot of work, but at the same time, uh, 
if it's helping people and it's helping the sport grow, uh, I'm all for it. For sure. Yeah. It's incredible what motivates people to do what they do. And, um, I mean, it's just, it just equates in a way, in a, in a I don't want to say selfish way, but just, it, it just equates to more dodgeball. So like, why wouldn't you want to help out any way you can? But, um, yeah, that, that's really cool, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes, comes out of you and, uh, how this helps change the scope. Cause I mean, at some point we can probably have like scouting reports, you know, like, I mean, you have people that are locking, locking themselves in a room, watching footage together as a team. So like, why wouldn't they be interested in seeing who's available and who's, who's free themselves up? So I'm excited for it still. Um, yeah, I think it also helped that uh, there were there were definitely a few big names on that free agent list that right. uh, people were like, whoa, 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 what? Hey, wait a minute. She's a free agent. He's a free agent. What's going on? Gotta message that guy right now. So kind of people didn't even know some of the big names that were hopping off teams and, you know, branching off and creating their own team or just, you know, saying like, I need a new start. I need a fresh start. Right. Cause I got some people who messaged me and they're like, Whoa, are you, you're sure this person's a free agent? I was like, they messaged me. They filled out the form, <laughs> the Google doc. <laughs> like, are you sure though? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I actually had a couple of people be like, uh, did you just put that in the article like for views or something? I was like, no, <laughs> they're actually looking for a team, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, I want to ask one more question about this, just, just the Chronicles as a whole. Have you had any challenges uh, so far? Has it been pretty smooth sailing? Um, like what, what, what's it been just, just managing and, and curating all that for everybody? Uh, just well, like articles and everything. Yeah. The, Definitely the biggest uh, challenge I've had so far is doing the recaps because uh, I usually, I, I definitely don't have a quick enough uh, turnaround for the recaps and that's right. partially my fault. Actually, it's all my fault, <laughs> but <laughs> that's because I, I wait too long and I kind of just sit down on the computer and I go, oh, crap. What you know, I didn't write that recap from that tournament last week. I need to sit down here now for three hours and actually, you know, like back in college, crunch and get this in and give myself a deadline. And speaking of which, I think I need to just start setting myself up for success and give myself a deadline for doing recaps earlier. But yeah. that's definitely been one of the biggest challenges, uh, is doing the tournament recaps. Uh, another thing that I'm doing is team interviews, uh, which obviously is not the easiest thing to do when somebody lives in Delaware or Boston or something. So I did the same thing that I did for the free agent article. I created a Google doc. Speaking of which Kim Wilkes from team precision, uh, she gave me the idea to do all these Google, uh, Forms or whatever. what do they call the, the Google forms nice to uh, just create like questions and stuff. And I'm hooked on them now. <laughs> Ever since she showed me this, I was like, why have I not done this before? This is so easy. <laughs> yeah. I remember just right. gathering all the info in one, one area and like it, I can just view it. Just makes life so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Google. So shout amazing. out to Kim Wilkes. 
Is it Wilkes or is it Kim Wilkie? Uh, you know what? She's going to definitely message me <laughs> and tell me that I should have known this, but I'm going to go with Wilkes. I'm going to go with uh, Wilkie. We'll see who All wins. Right. So Kim, shoot us a message. Tell us who's right. Yes, please. Put that to rest, but pretty sure I'm, <laughs> I'm right here. Um, Whoa. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I said it. So we'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, I was just going to say, I remember like when I was first exposed, first exposed to Google Docs, just like this thing that we're looking at right now um, from Bet Baxter. And he's like, yeah, we should totally use uh, Google Docs to put together the Tucson Dodgeball rule set. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, we're going to use Microsoft Word because that's what that's what Americans use, Brett. And uh, <laughs> yeah. America. Uh, America. <laughs> I hate change. But uh, yeah, Google makes life so much easier. So um, oh yeah for sure just remind me of a funny story there so well cool man I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to like I said to to more content see what else gets uh, uh, produced and I mean deadlines just from somebody as trying to push out content that they're they're critical like um, I hope people have picked up by now that my goal is to release a recap at the following Wednesday of, of every event because like you said it, it can get to that point where oh crap the event happened two weeks ago Just, do people still even care and uh you still want to get behind so deadlines are are killer yeah exactly um well cool man well let's go ahead and, and kind of delve into some of these questions because there's there's quite a bit and i'll try my best not to dig too much and, and unearth some rabbit holes but uh sergio asked pre-game playlist uh we kind of answer that one saying you don't really have one but he does ask could you give a definition of dealing kirby hands that crap does that mean <laughs> yeah so that's a uh, an inside joke I feel like there's gonna be a lot Sergio of these. and i <laughs> okay yeah i definitely do have a lot of those but um there's this uh kind of underground <clears throat> rapper and he's becoming a little more mainstream now token i don't know if you've heard of him i've not no but he he's doing a tour now and uh sergio and i are pretty big fans of him okay and he posted this uh live video on facebook he was doing a facebook live where he was like calling people out on uh on super smash brothers so <laughs> i didn't know that sergio was watching the same time that i was so i told him that i i told token that i was going to give him kirby hands meaning using kirby and <laughs> beating him and so Sergio kind of hasn't let me live that one down Kirby hands this, this, I, yeah Kirby is one of the characters in Super Smash Brothers yeah no I'm, I'm I'm terrible at Smash Brothers but I know who Kirby is is he like is he, is he actually punch with his little cloud fists or like is it just a <laughs> he can punch but uh, that's not what you meant I usually <laughs> like to spike people off of the map got it yeah like, I know and I said I was gonna side yeah, I knew I, I knew I was. I said I wasn't going to try to dig into this too much, but uh, I'm curious. But um, Kirby hands. All right, I I just figure like maybe that's like the term you say to somebody when they can't catch anything because he doesn't have fingers. But yeah, I kind of want that. No. To, is that what the is that what the, the kids say when they play Smash Bros? Is, is Kirby hands like a term? Like, or did you just invent that? Not not Kirby hands, but yeah, you, you can catch these hands. That's kind of a. <laughs> You know, like I'll fight you. Right. All right. Yeah, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of inside jokes, so we'll try to go through them all. Uh, especially because I, I think uh, 
down the line, just there's quite a few, but let's see what Miles um, Gardner. Oh, this would be a good one. Um, what was it like placing as high as you did in nationals? And what did you guys do to change your team in order to make that happen? Yeah, so I definitely have to tell you that finishing fourth at nationals was surreal. And it it still definitely does not feel like it even happened, even though there's videotape. <laughs> like there's actual tape of us beating these teams. Right. Uh, but yeah, that, that was definitely a uh, cloud nine moment for us. And we were a uh, Cinderella story, as you said, in the, in the first podcast. But uh, as far as changing things up, we're a team that is uh, kind of chaotic neutral. We, we kind of like to throw a monkey wrench into people's plans because, you know, you have like the brick squads and the Arkhams who like of dodgeball. So if we know a team's going to be like that, we're going to come out, you know, swinging. And we've got the guys who can make the hits who, uh, you know, who are going to be able to, you know, nip the the big players who uh, on the shoulder or whatever, and, and you kind of go like, oh, man, you got me. And then one of the biggest things that we did at Nationals personally was just kind of getting our play call down. Right. Because uh, we were not – what are you looking up right now? Oh, sorry. You're not supposed to see this. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to uh, forgive. <sighs> I'm going to botch it again. I'm trying not to. Because uh... ah, it's, it's going right in line with what you're saying. So go ahead and finish your thought and I'll, I'll, I'll show you what I was doing. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I actually wasn't even looking at the screen until. Oh, no. He just came I at said, the wrong time. looking up? <laughs> yeah. I might have to, I might have to stop but this anyway. screen share thing because yeah, you're. <laughs> It's become a distraction, but um, yeah. So if, yeah, if anybody's listening, all, and they're, yeah, if anybody's listening, they're curious. So like, I I take notes and I share the questions with uh, the person I'm interviewing, so Colin can see my screen. And you said something that reminded me of what we talked about, I think, during the Nationals recap, and that was uh, part of the reasons that we thought uh, made you guys so effective was you you, you played unconventionally. Like we're used to a rhythm and a flow of dodgeball, like all throw you throw. We'll kind of itch, uh, we'll etch at each other and chip away at, at the other team, and then we'll try really hard not to do the running gun. So, from what I understood and what I'm recalling back in September, you guys played a very different style, and you kind of just like you kind of played it just a different version. Like you, you detracted away from the norm, or you deviated from the norm, and that's what caught a lot of teams off guard. And before yeah. they can recover, they just it was too late. And so, I made this quote that I. I'm probably just going to botch again, but there is a famous general on the Nazi side or on the Axis side that said uh, something to the effect of one of the most frustrating things about the American fighting forces is that they do not follow their doctrine. And I don't know if that was like uh, a jab at them or I just think it's the way that we are taught to improvise. Um, like we have our our battle plans, we have our, our, our tactics, but we also have the the ability to adapt and, and, and overcome and go with what works versus what we say in the manual. So this German guy who had our tactics and our doctrine figured out 
was really frustrated because he could not win because we kept changing the plan. And, and so, yeah, just trying to, trying to go back into that, like it just triggered this memory and I wanted to see if I can get that quote again because I think that's what helped you guys and I was just kind of agree with you. But um, anyway, going back to the, the subject at hand, I, I mean, yeah. would, you, would you say that's what you guys did? Like that was your takeaway? Because again, going back to when we're jabbing each other about, you know, the, the two to one victory that we had over you guys, um, the team that we faced on Saturday was not the team that people faced on Sunday. So what, did you guys talk about that the night prior or what, what happened exactly? Yeah, I think I told you this uh, on the last podcast also. We, or maybe it was just us talking in person, we definitely had a, a team meeting after round robin we sat down you know just the open team and we just said you know all right guys that did not go how we expected it to go you know we did not play great (laughs) we were the the 26 seed and so we said we definitely said that we need to sit down we need to talk about our play calls but i think the biggest thing like you were saying, is the fact that we were throwing teams off. We had, you know, really well-timed flight kills. We we were throwing these counters that, you know, you wouldn't expect, and we were connecting on them. Right. And uh, definitely the acquisition of Matt Levine was huge, but we also think that we're going to have a decent 2019 season, even with him on impact this year. Oh, that's interesting. I was I, I was going to ask if him if he was going to come back because I remember his name was was mentioned a lot, but um, that that just that ability to just say, hey, you know, we're not playing the way we are supposed to, the way we're meant to. Let's 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 take it back and figure out well, how we're going to fix this. That that seemed to happen a lot on what was it, Friday night. Um, so teams that came came in on Saturday, um, they, they might have been completely different from the team that you faced uh, during round robin. So. For, for teams to be able to do that and maneuver and adjust, um, that just speaks a lot to really understanding what's going on and speaks to the cohesion of the team instead of getting frustrated and just giving up, which um, not going to air out anybody, but I've had a, few, I had a few people come up to me just that I know saying, yeah, we're, we're not going to win. We're done on, on day one. I'm like, how are you mentally just giving up already? Like, that's, I want to slap you right now. So, uh, yeah, kudos yeah. to you guys for for. Uh, sticking with it because obviously it paid off I mean you guys didn't get first but you got fourth and you shocked a lot of people and you're on a lot of people's radar now so I'm curious to see how you guys are going to are going to play out in the future it'd be fun to watch you guys <clears throat> yeah um, it's definitely uh, it's it's still fun to go back and, and look at the videos and, and just watch you so know this 26 seed team came in fourth place at nationals awesome well, you got to get it through it higher now. It was definitely a crazy experience. I'll bet. Yeah, no pressure. But, uh, you know, you got you got three more ranks you got to send. So third or higher at this point. Um, Sergio asked, <laughs> name three yeah. players that inspire you and what you take from each one. This kid and his thought-provoking questions, I swear. So, I mean, obviously you have the Andrew Ketchums the Vinces, stuff like that, you know, all those guys who are the staples of dodgeball. But I really thought about uh, this question because, uh, like, it it definitely racked my mind, and I didn't want to throw out those mainstream names. Right. So 
the three players that inspire me the most, and two of them are, are teammates for me, but uh, Zach Grady, Tim Smithen, and Brandon Kelly of Anarchy. Nice. Because uh, Zach Grady is uh, one of those players who he'll always keep his cool, and that's definitely something I've struggled with in the past, but I feel like I'm getting better at. Uh, Tim Smithen, for me personally, is just the the face of integrity. I've never seen that guy <laughs> not go out on, you know, like even his shorts getting skimmed. He He's definitely one of the guys who he's, he's there to play for the love of the game. And uh, he really, he definitely inspires me to keep my integrity up and just to keep playing the way I do. And then uh, Brandon Kelly is just one of the most consistent uh, catchers that I've ever seen play. And he's definitely somebody who inspires me to just keep working harder and just trying to get a little glimpse of, you know, his talent. Nice. Yeah. Brandon Kelly is pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, when I got to see from him when they came out to the West and I remember that guy was just like a black hole. He just caught everything that you threw near or around him. Yeah. Him and, uh, and SWAT, just both of those guys, they, they just, they know what they're doing. doesn't matter what the situation is. It could be a five V one and you're still going to see one of those guys bring in a ball and, and find a way to stay alive brings in a teammate, gets another catch. They're, they're just constantly coming back from adversity, you know, in the game. Yep. Let's take it through. Let's see. Uh, Sergio also asked, um, it was hinted in the last episode that a cloth tournament was in the works. Uh, any idea when, because you know, I'm looking to go to Jersey. I don't know what he's talking about. Was that, that must've been Dominic. I heard cloth and I just, just zoned out. So, did you hear about that at all, or <laughs> do you know think about a cloth tournament coming uh, up? Sorry, Dominic. <laughs> I mean, I was I was definitely in talks with uh, Dom and Ed DePonte because both of those guys are big into cloth, right? And they know that I kind of have the system down for running tournaments, so they came to me, uh, and I I didn't shoot them down immediately because you know just from hearing the the word cloth but at the same time uh i don't know if it's gonna happen i know dom ended up buying a set of cloth balls but i don't think i'm going to be doing that just Mm. because of price and how many times i would use them Gotcha. It, it doesn't make sense to me logistically yeah i uh i remember i seen dominic buy some uh some cloth balls from Jake Mason at Sin City and I was like, what are you doing with these? I don't like what's going on here. <laughs> I just read into the uh the undertones <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> I was like, stop this transaction right now. I don't like it. Um <laughs> man, so Sergio has a lot of questions you, that I was you should have threw a, uh, a rubber ball at them. I should just slapped it out of his hand, like get the crap out of here. <laughs> yeah, you should have uh you should have definitely crap. told him like <clears throat> slow down there. Yep. I don't know what this is doing here. Get this contraband out of my gym, even though it wasn't mine. Um, so I'm, I'm glad Sergio asked this one because I was going to ask you earlier, but what uh, what actually inspired the name for Space Cadets? 
So I was I was really hoping I asked Adam about this one because obviously uh, I've only been with the cadets for two years now, but uh, the original space cadet, uh, his name is Justin. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name because Adam and I were talking about it before, and it's like it's not like difficult to say, but I can't say it, so <laughs> we won't go into that. Fair but Justin's the original space cadet, and this is a direct quote from him. Uh, technically, it was J5 derived from my corny gym class team named The Planets, which was derived from some random audiobook I listened to in the car about kids playing baseball that my dad has on when I was six years old. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Quite the origin story. <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping that it would be some cool, you know, like out there story and then no it came from an audio book that he listened to when he was six years old <laughs> i mean that's that's unique i don't i don't think there's going to be another team that has a origin story like that so we'll take it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think that you can uh you can make that up no i i believe that 100 percent. but uh now i want to know what the audiobook was and <laughs> that's just I'll, me trying to i'll try to uh i'll try to find that out for you appreciate that yeah if you do i mean post it or, or, or message me because I'm, I'm curious now but that, that's, that's pretty cool <laughs> i'm just gonna think uh every time i see space kids it's like audiobook now but um <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that, that's original love it um oh that's definitely our team dude uh we are we're an interesting group of characters for sure but i i, I definitely love this team and i'm extremely happy that adam sent me that message two years ago and asked me, do you want to play for us? That's awesome. Yeah. It's all about those like little life changing moments, man. The, there's a message invite, come check this out type, type deal that really just, uh, take you for a ride. So that's very cool. Um, Sergio also asks favorite jerseys you own top four. If you have any, Oh man. Uh, so <laughs> anybody that actually knows me, knows that i absolutely love collecting jerseys nice. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh been a damper in my pocket <laughs> but my number one jersey it's got to be the the new space cadets jersey absolutely love that jersey new as uh, in what we saw at nationals correct okay cool. that that was our first like actual official non-t-shirt jersey right so we were definitely very uh, hyped about that. Uh, number two is going to be the jersey that I wear probably the most to you know dodgeball and and other random events. It's my aftershock jersey. It's another East Coast team. Okay. Uh, number three is a new jersey that I actually haven't gotten yet, but I uh, came up with the design. My, it's Bulls Nation's New Jersey, so you guys will definitely see those rolling out uh, pretty soon. And uh, shout out to me for coming up with the design. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and number four uh, has to be my EXO jersey, EXO. Uh, That's a pretty good. I idea. just I love the design, love the material, and it's just there's a there's a story behind that one uh, through nationals. Let's hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. So 
originally, uh, I was just going to go there, play with Space Cadets for 8.5, co-ed 8.5, you know, because it's, it's my team. What? Why not? And then uh, Adam goes, all right, well, we have so many guys on the team. Does anybody want to join someone else and, you know, see if anybody else will pick you up? And I immediately went, yeah, uh, I'll do it. I'm going to post right now. I'm a free agent for co-ed 8.5. Uh, I, I just, I want to do it. I want to see what the other regions do. I want to play with another region. So I posted in the event and not even like 30 minutes later, Sergio sends me a message. Hey, I'm friends with, uh, Dom. He says that you're a good catcher. Do you want to play with us in co at 8.5? Like West coast, you know, uh, I've heard great things about West Coast teams doing co-ed. Let's do it. Had no idea who these guys were. No idea what was happening. Nice. But it was the most fun uh, that I've ever had, was playing co-ed 8.5 with XO. Uh, we had Whitney, uh, Robbie, David, Sergio, Natalie, and myself. I don't think I'm missing anybody. I am I'm really sorry <laughs> but uh that that was definitely a good group of uh people we got to party a little bit a lot <laughs> <Nice>. of it <laughs> a lot of it <laughs> and uh yeah uh two moments though for co 8.5 that uh I was really happy happened actually three was I caught a suicide uh point blank I want to say that was against double tap but I'm not 100% sure. That was uh, absolutely insane. I like rushed towards him, and we were both at the center line, and this guy just blasted me in the chest, and I fell backwards, and I, I looked up, and I went, hey, <laughs> still in my hands. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that, the, uh, the crowd went nuts for that, so that was, that was definitely really cool for it to happen at nationals. It was like just – Yes, I <laughs> couldn't ask for a better level. stage. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was definitely very happy. It's not the first time I've caught a suicide, but uh, I'd have to say it was definitely the most meaningful one. And of course, it didn't get caught on camera. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other two moments uh, were against Space Cadets, which to this day I still swear that they turned the camera off on purpose because they were playing against me, but. <laughs> We won't. We won't say that. Oh, crap! I already did. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Messed uh, up. I ended <laughs> Might as well up, own it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ended up actually uh, beating all six of them by myself in one game. Holy crap! Took them all out, <laughs> including Matt Levine. <laughs> okay. Uh, which was like that was definitely a like a. Uh, I'm really sorry, guys, but you know, <laughs> had to happen. I mean, that I actually, what were you going to say? Could, could they even be that mad though? I mean, Hey, that's at least he's our teammate, like doing this to us. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely uh, happy. I was, I was on the team after that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I ended up doing the same thing against Boosh. I, uh, nice. I took out six players by myself, uh, in co-ed 8.5. So that was, uh, that was one of those like, wow, that's, that's Boosh. I can't lie, though. Eric Stone was not on the court. 
And if he was, that probably would not have happened. Nah, he would have been the first one out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. Joking. Worst, play, worst, worst player at Nationals, right? Yeah, the only thing he's got uh, going for him is uh, his voice. That's it. <clears throat> yeah, no, that, that kid is uh, absolutely insane. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of my favorite uh, players to watch on film. Definitely. Real quick, because I think you, I think I only got his first name. Um, Adam, is it? Is this Adam? What's his last name? Is it Demier? Uh, Demire. Demire. See, I can, I can write. I can remember certain things, but other stuff is just complete, complete blanks. But uh, okay, Adam Demire, got it. Just wanted to make sure guy's last name. Um, let's see what else Sergio asked. So he kind of asked, uh, and I think we kind of covered this though. He's like, did you think you or did you think the impact of your free agent article would resonate as much as it did? And with the amount of views it's gotten upon completion. So I think we kind of touched up on that. So unless you had anything else you wanted to add, I think we kind of skipped out over that one. Yeah, no, that, like I said, that was just absolutely insane. So for sure, we can definitely move on from that one for sure. And then, um, obviously UDC is no longer a thing, but, uh, is there any in-state rivals, uh, you look forward to facing an elite for, for this year? I'm kind of paraphrasing this question there. So any in-state player or teams you're yeah, looking forward to, uh, to facing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're we're very excited to play Impact this year, just because of all the the big names that they picked up with uh, veteran Tyler Triple, uh, Matt Levine, Kyle Sander, Jeff Javanko. So that's that's a team that we're we're definitely looking forward to playing a lot. And whether or not we beat them or, you know, they're, they're definitely a fun team and uh, it's a great group of guys. So I'm looking forward to playing them a lot this year. Nice. Okay. So this one, uh, let me see if I can scroll through some of these. Cause Kayla, Kayla Delaney says pork roll or Taylor ham. And then there's just like 40,000 comments about God knows what we'll try to keep up with them. But immediately, um, Abdul Saeed says, uh, Kayla, do you want to see the world burn? So I just have to, I have to know what, what, what the heck pork roll or Tyler ham. What does that even mean? Is this food? Yeah, that's uh Taylor ham. Yeah, that's, that's a New Jersey debate. That's a uh, North Jersey versus South Jersey thing. I see. And, and North Jersey's just absolutely wrong about it because Taylor Ham is a brand. Pork roll is the actual meat. It's like calling uh, t- Kleenex and tissues. Like it. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't understand like the asphyxiation on all this. Like I don't, I just, I don't understand it. All these people saying that it's not a real question. You're absolutely correct. It is not a real question because I, I think Taylor is... ham is a brand of pork roll. Yeah. It, it sounds like you triggered or maybe not you, but, but Kayla triggered a real debate. So Samantha Ashley says that's not even a question. Hashtag Taylor ham. So I, I think we see where she's at. She's from North Jersey. Gotcha. And did, so are you, are you Taylor ham? Is that, is that what's, this is ultimately no, building up I, to? I am team pork roll. I guess if I have to choose a side that doesn't exist. I got to 
So this is why I gotta go back east. One to play some dodgeball. Two visit Mike. Um, McGee's oh, dude, the food here's—it's definitely so much better. Yeah. You got pork roll. You have uh, our pizza, Jersey bagels. Like the food here, just it com- it does it's not comparable to any other state. Man, no. Oh, here, here's so here's Adam. This is your question. Went run answers just wrong. This goes on. This is a very entertaining thread. Um, who who won this? Like, is there? A- <laughs> There's oh no man, winner. this is going to cost somebody's registration. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I got to Yeah, there's I guess there's I have to try myself and I think uh I'll tell you what, if if you ever come uh to to New Jersey, I'll I'll personally buy you a pork roll and cheese sandwich. That sounds awesome. And then I'll have to somehow scam a Taylor ham off somebody and just know that you're it, probably it's, right it's literally <laughs> it's the, the same, same thing, thing. <laughs> I, I don't know I'll have, to, I'll have to try just just to make sure i gotta be fair um <laughs> so digging through this the rest of this thread uh man i'm glad i have this written down just for future lols but uh dominic borgia asks this is an important one taco or pizza oh my gosh this is another uh i'm actually team bacon so it's not an option either. so it's taco or pizza <laughs> bacon's not right. the right well, sport coming here. from new jersey i have to be team pizza all right uh if we if we're going with that but i have no discrimination towards tacos i i will eat a taco but uh pizza is definitely my favorite right on. and i know sean anderson's not going to be happy with that answer I, I i can kind of tell by his eye emoji <laughs> like i don't know why this that cracked me up so much but yeah uh, he was definitely very interested I don't know if you saw in the comments, but he he asked, like, yeah, what team are you? And I said, you know, all will be revealed in the podcast. Nice. Just because I didn't want him to uh, completely flip out on me online. But now he'll he'll be able to do that after this airs on Friday. Well, I appreciate that. And you also built some uh, some spence. So so I like that. That was, that was good of you. But, um, I mean, especially when you bust out the Team Taco jerseys. So... I'm yeah. curious to see how it's going to be. Uh, I definitely <laughs> wanted, I did want to buy one just because of my inner need to buy jerseys, but I, I held off on it. That's funny. Um, let me see, because there was, I think, some more serious questions from Dominic. Um, where I talked about the player you aspire to play. Actually, did we answer that one? Uh, is there a dodgeball player that you aspire to play like? I know we talked about the ones uh, we, that inspired you, but. Yeah, we, we kind of went into that, but. Uh, if you want to talk about that, I aspire to be like, I, it's still, it's got to be Brandon Kelly. Brandon. Just him, SWAT, Jalen Gardner, just all those consistent catchers. Uh, you know, that's that's my game. So, gotcha. Uh, that's that's what I want to build towards. And even if I can just get you know a fraction of those guys' talent, you know, I f- I feel like I can be more of a game changer for the cadets. Definitely, yeah. Um... Which I, I know Brandon definitely has been just with his catching ability and just the fact that he can protect himself, survive, and, and bring in his teammates. So it's huge. Yeah. Um, let's see here. There was definitely a lot more questions than I was expecting. 
because, you know, I don't consider myself a household name or anything. Hmm. So when you posted like, oh, I'm going to be talking with Colin Dowling, I thought people would just kind of be like, cool. <laughs> cool. Next episode, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving no, on. Uh- that's all that's honestly like a fear of mine like i hope when i do post questions i do get them from people because the last thing i want to do is put somebody on blast and just have crickets i'm like oh that sucks like i just doubted them for being uh yeah no i was definitely uh i was happy with the the amount and i mean like 90 percent of the questions were from sergio but there's definitely a few from others (laughs) yeah he gets the uh he gets the ball rolling though and and he really does Uh, ask the questions that i already anticipated asking so i think i'm just gonna have ask him to just ask the questions for me just hey what do you want me to ask you like you got it you're in my head so (laughs) let's see if i can get a he's a good guy he uh he definitely has a knack for starting conversation yeah he definitely does and um definitely bounce a lot of ideas off him so he's, he's very he's kind of like one of the unsung heroes of the podcast um he's he's really cool to, um to talk to and, and yeah. get some ideas for like us, i was so. saying earlier though like it, it was definitely uh an honor to be able to play with him uh on exo nice. that was that was definitely one of my uh favorite experiences especially since i was probably like two days away from not even going to nationals <laughs> hmm. i was debating back and forth in my head you know is it worth all this money wow. to, to fork out for this flight and to go you know get this house and all this other stuff and i do not regret a single second of it i was gonna say i i, I think it paid off uh yeah greatly so that's awesome yeah and going back to those those choices those choices that just take you down for a great ride um yeah for sure so I'm curious about this one. Abdul Sayed asks, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to be hosting this draft with me? Lol. What does he mean by that? So I, do you know about the uh, draft tournament that we're hosting on Saturday? I think I saw some of that circulating. Um, yeah, so as far as the, it goes. the Beast Coast Chronicles, uh, we are hosting a, a draft tournament kind of similar to uh, Tyler Greer's... Uh, tribune tournament where we we kind of got together came up with this list of top 40 players in the east coast because we kind of want to stay away from doing the ranking system because that's that's tyler's thing that's uh you know his that's his baby so we we didn't want to step on anybody's toes but at the same time we were like we really love this idea we want to come up with our own list of you know these these top players right and in the East and there's just so much talent out here that like this definitely was a lot more difficult than I anticipated. It's like, Oh, the top 40 players, those they'll stand out so much. And then we sat down and we came up with, I think the number was like 96 players who were like, how are we going to like make this 40 people? How are we going to do it? And eventually it got worked out uh, and we ended up having to use a lot of the alternative uh, players because, you know, a lot of players from like Boston, the Anarchy guys, they couldn't make it out. because it's, it's a far trip for them. And I get that. Uh, and some other guys from like Ohio and uh, <clears throat> Georgia and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was a, 
going to Pennsylvania is definitely not, uh, or New Jersey is, is not a easy trip for those guys. And we understand. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of the big names like the Billy Schmitz, uh, Armando, all those guys, they're, they're not going to be able to make it out, but I still think we came up with a very cohesive list of talented players that are going to put on uh, a nice little show for everybody when we get the videos uploaded. Nice. But on a scale from one to 10, uh, this idea has been in the works for me for about two years now, even before Tyler's tournament, I, I thought about running a draft tournament. Uh, it was not a top 40 draft tournament. It was just a draft tournament. And then when he did his, I, I went, you know what? I'm doing that too. have to do it on a scale to one to 10. I'm at easily a 12, <laughs> nice. especially with the uh, Abdul. Yeah. It's, it's off the scale. It's not even close. Uh, but yeah, Abdul has been absolutely amazing. Uh, he's very good with the computer. So he's definitely been doing a lot of the stuff as far as, logistics go with putting the teams uh together doing the actual draft that was all on him nice and then i am kind of more the uh social butterfly of the uh of the duo so i kind of did a lot of contacting the players making sure the uh the actual logistics of the tournament were set up and stuff like that you know we're giving away free food stuff like and got some medals made up big cash oh, prize. I, I think I saw those um, posted recently, actually. Yeah, I posted yep. that uh, under the Beast Coast Chronicles yep. when I was telling you that I'm also going to be doing a, a uh, article tonight about the who I think is you know going to be this, the standout players in this tournament and stuff like that. I want to do a little pre-tournament uh, article for the draft Cause like I said, this, this has been my baby for two years now. It's been an idea in my head and Abdul definitely was a huge, huge reason that it actually got out of my head and onto the court. Awesome. Yeah. So I cannot thank him enough. Very cool. I'm very excited to run tournaments with him in the future. Very cool. And will this uh, will this be streamed by any chance? If, if people can get to it, or will we just kind of find out how it goes down after yeah, a we're, recap? Or we're still talking about that. We want to do uh, what Matt Gio just did with the uh, challenge or whatever it is. Challenge, right? Uh, I don't know if you know that site. Challenge, yeah, they're lifesavers. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So we want to do that, and then I think we're also just going to kind of videotape the entire tournament and toss it on YouTube. Awesome. We might end up live streaming the finals as long as I make it there on time. And then, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely hoping that we'll get some exposure for you guys. So everybody can see just how talented the East coast is. That was the whole point of this draft. Nice. That's awesome. That's going to be like a good uh, preview. And it's kind of a good segue into this question with uh, Lucas. And I don't know if you want to maybe address it now or maybe wait till after the tournament. But um, he asked, uh, who are your favorite up-and-coming players and what are their playing styles like? So will this tournament kind of give you a pretty good idea of that? Do you want to hold off or do you already have uh, an answer for that one? Well, there's definitely some standout names in my head right now. Uh, 
there's obviously we have uh, some new players coming into the East, like Kyle Sanders, and he's kind of already been making a name for himself through UDC, rest in peace. And, you know, now playing in elite this year, he's definitely a player I'm excited to see. He's a very offensive player. He's got big arm. Uh, He's definitely like a Mike McGee uh, as far as arm strength goes, which is another guy that um, I'm hoping can kind of get over his hurdle of injuries, uh, Mike McGee, because he's, he's a player that everybody loves to watch. And can't do that if he's on the sideline. So, um, another player that I don't think gets like enough recognition in the East Coast is uh, Noah Waterman. He's uh, he's an aftershock guy. Plays uh, in Pennsylvania, and kid's got such good hands. He's he's underrated. He's so underrated. So he's definitely somebody uh, you guys should be looking out for this year. Not to put any pressure on Noah. <laughs> us guys and us non-East regional types. Yeah, just nice. anybody who, you know, you click on a video and you go, oh, they're they're playing Aftershock. Let's take a look at these guys. Yeah, you just put a big target on that guy's head, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like I said, no pressure, Noah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's like, thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but him and uh, Kyle are, are two young guys that I'm definitely – excited to watch for sure and also uh abdul's new team taken they're they're a new elite team okay uh they're full of young guys and then obviously kind of the mount olympus crew you guys got to see a little taste of them with tyrell and dean they're definitely going to be some future ballers you know they're they're going to be those guys where the next kind of vince catch them big names uh, i'm definitely expecting big things from those guys that's awesome yeah, it's, it's kind of cool that this is uh oh go ahead i was just gonna say but yeah just like you were saying uh, uh after this tournament after the draft i think we're gonna just cut, we're gonna have some new names to list off and just say like you know i i didn't see much from him last year but i'm excited to see what he does this year nice I was gonna say it's kind of cool that we're we're kind of talking about it now because uh, when Tyler did his first Tribune tournament, we did the recap. He he named a lot of names back then that weren't really well known, and then to recap it again a year later, even though I really didn't get a chance to get into it too much, uh, as we were kind of talking about earlier um, offline, like those names are, are are solid now. Those teams are solid, and one of them was Tuda, which is now um, oh crap, yeah. <laughs> Forgot their name already. Wow. <laughs> well, strike that argument. Um, but the the new team um, from to the you know th- those were people that made a huge ruckus um, all the way up into and through rest in peace UGC. So to be able to say, oh yeah, I remember Tyler mentioning these people beforehand when they were not known to now they're known. Uh, I kind of foresee that happening. Uh, I know we joked about painting a, a, a target on on Noah. I know it's back, but I definitely heard of Kyle Sander a lot. I'm looking forward to hearing about taking. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this weekend plays out because I know that there's going to be people like Serge Ferrari who are already scouting and want to know who they're up against uh, come nationals because that's what the 
that's what the more serious teams do. They they listen to these podcasts, they watch the film, and they just want to know what they're up against. So it, it's going to be cool watching this come, come full circle. Watch, just just give it a, a couple months, and we'll know that you're a you're a prophet there with, with who you're calling out. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see if uh, if if these names live up to the hype. For sure, um, Adam Demeyer, right? Is that how you pronounce his name, Adam Demeyer? Yeah, D Meyer. Um, D Meyer, yeah. Adam D Meyer. He asks, uh, "What are the average hours of sleep per cadet? Um, average caloric intake per cadet, and average number of injuries per cadet?" So you can probably already see where this is going. Uh, <laughs> it's another inside joke. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> and uh, this was this actually derived from nationals because <laughs> we swear that this was our our winning formula 2.7 hours of sleep per night oh jeez zero calories healthy and <laughs> yeah zero calories and uh the average number of injuries unknown because we just kept playing through them so <sighs> our saying was uh sleep calories injuries f them you know just <laughs> screw them all doesn't matter nice <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 just gonna keep playing because I'll I'll tell you Saturday, uh, we had three players on our team break a finger. <laughs> oh jeez! On Saturday, I broke my middle finger. Tim broke his pinky finger, and uh, Adam broke uh, his thumb. <laughs> so <laughs> it was uh, again all we did. We just taped him up, and we just said, uh, "We got playoffs tomorrow. Let's go." That's hardcore, man. That's pretty cool. And that just even adds to the the whole story, even more so of, of just powering through and just, 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 hey, we'll worry about this crap later. Our fingers are mangled, but whatever. We got to play. That's awesome. And a yeah. pretty good saying. God, 2.7 <laughs> hours of sleep. We actually crazy. had shirts made up uh, with that saying on it. <laughs> nice. Sleep, calories, injuries, F them. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely send you a picture of the shirt. Nice. That's awesome. Um, want to go back real quick. Uh, okay, it was Thieves. So Thieves ended up being the previous to the um, team. That was going to bother me, so I had to correct it now while I could. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah Travian McCain, Daniel Aureliano, um, Connor Liu, Tad DeLugo. These are people that were mentioned back in the day, about a year ago, saying, look out for these guys, Xander, Cody Foley. So... Okay, I'll be able to sleep tonight knowing that I caught that. Um, give me uh, one second. I'm going to take a quick break because I need to remember that I cussed again. Said damn softly. But um, I think we got maybe about 15 minutes more. Are you still good on time? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm good, dude. Like I said, I get 2.7 hours of sleep. Yeah, I guess you're plenty good. Um, That's That was our formula for success. <laughs> That's crazy. You guys are nuts. 2.7 hours of sleep. I'm going to die right now, and I've got five hours of sleep, so, well. <laughs> you know, being fueled. Sleep, does, sleep, sleep doesn't matter to us. Yeah. I'm fueled entirely on caffeine and passion right now, so as soon as this is done, I'm I'm out. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, uh, I don't actually do caffeine. Not a, I don't uh, drink coffee. What the? F- wow. Never have 27 years of living. Well. 
If you don't need it now, stay away from it. You can get by without it. But um, okay. yeah, I don't need the addiction. <laughs> yeah, I I can stop drinking whenever I want to. I just it's become such a habit now. It's not so much the addiction; it's just the habit. That's what, that's what they all say. This is true, but because of military, <laughs> I've I've been put in positions where I have no choice but to just thrive without it. So yeah, but I, know I totally sound like an addict. Oh, I could totally quit whenever I want to, as I'm you know sipping on my coffee right now. <laughs> I don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Anyway, so all right. So we'll resume with the uh, the catch em question in three, two, one. All right. So let's go ahead and and uh, that about wraps up at least I think what were some of the inside joke questions and great crowdsource ones. Um, I just if anybody's listening and hasn't seen, please go to the gifts. Like the gifts that the gift exchange was probably the best part. But uh, let's move on to, again, the Andrew Ketchum question, and that is, um, what do you want to achieve in dodgeball, and what keeps pushing to play and get better? Yeah, this is a really good question. Uh, so my goal in, is definitely to just keep up the hype of what we you know, built last year with getting fourth in the nation and just to prove everybody to everybody that it wasn't a fluke, you know, that it wasn't just picking up one player, that it was a team effort. So we definitely want to achieve, you know, at least that base fourth place again in nationals. Uh, and just that's if we can uh, pull together and, and get out to the West Coast, because I assume that's where nationals going to be this year. But uh, what keeps pushing me to play is just – seeing all the great players such as Andrew himself, uh, just seeing what they do constantly and just showing the, you know, the consistency that they do that keeps me pushing myself harder, you know, studying the film, practicing, uh, making sure that when I drop a catch, I look back and I go, did I reach for that or, you know, was it just a really well-placed throw? You know, what, what did I do wrong? That's, that's what keeps me pushing to just keep on getting better. Nice. Just the never ending pursuit of perfection or just being as best as you can be. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm sure, um, I don't want to say you got naysayers, but yeah, you, you definitely want to probably separate from the Cinderella story of fourth place to now this is what we're capable of doing anytime. So, um, I mean, you're in the spotlight, so it, it's going to be exciting watching you guys and seeing how it plays out and seeing how much you develop and potentially having another conversation at nationals about your accomplishments. So, um, I mean, it's February. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yep. It's February. Got plenty of time. Lots of lots of dodgeball to be had between now and then. So, um, and speaking of, um, what are you looking forward to this year uh, the most? If there's well, one single event you, you see, can, yeah, my original answer to this was UDC because I, I was extremely excited to be playing with the Bulls. It was actually like the first time that I, you know really enjoyed being with uh, a UDC team. I I had fun in the past, but this team, I don't know, I just I felt something really special with them. So that that news kind of really just threw us all for a loop. So to change that, uh 
hands are up since UDC isn't happening. I have to be looking forward to just being more consistent this year because uh, just looking back at last year, I do feel like I had a pretty good season uh, as far as, you know, numbers go, mm-hmm. but I feel like I could have done more, you know, in practice to just make sure that I'm not dropping those easy catches or, you know, somebody with a, a really good arm isn't throwing me off by, you know, throwing at my head. So I'm looking forward to improving this year. That's that's and just being more consistent, like I said. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Um Yeah, because I mean, it, it's one thing to to study film for the other player, but also see what you do. Like, okay, I I totally reached for that. If I just kept my hands to myself, I probably would have stayed in, you know, six out of those seven matches or what have you. So, to be able to to apply that and take who you are now as a player and see where you end up, you know, at the final tournament next of this year, um, it's a pretty good comparison. It's a pretty good thing to work towards and look forward to. Um. All right, so this one, hopefully you're prepared for this one, but what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? My favorite dodgeball memory definitely has to be 2015 UDC just because uh, I had, now they're pink bandits, but we were the blue devils, real original, right? (laughs) We, uh, We went to UDC and we were just a, a team from North Jersey. Nobody knew who we were, and we ended up winning the only qualifier that gave a free trip to Vegas. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that no other team has ever won a completely free trip to UDC. I think they give money towards the trip and stuff like that, but we won a free flight. We won uh, money towards a hotel and money towards food. Nice. So you got the full, the full treatment, so to speak. Yeah, and they also hooked us up with money towards uh, jerseys, which was nice. absolutely sick. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely one of my favorite memories. Uh, and going a little further into that, uh, our last game uh, in the championships against Team Galaxy, which was uh, Alex Fitz's team. I don't know if you've heard that name before. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a character. He, uh, Him and I ended up uh, going into triple overtime because that was uh, a thing in 2015. Triple they didn't overtime. have the same overtime rules. Huh. We went into triple overtime 1v1 where they just kept having us reset I think it was every two minutes or whatever uh, ended a period of overtime and there wasn't no blocking either. So it went on forever. And then finally uh, I threw a ball away from Fitz to just give myself no balls. All the balls were on his side of the court because he knew that I was a catcher and he wanted me to actually have to make the play. But it just got down to the point where we were both just so tired that I gave him the ball and I just said, throw at me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he threw at me. It hit off my leg, rolled up my arm. I caught it. And I look over. My entire team's 
backs are to me. <laughs> they could not watch. They were just that, you know, ex- uh, I don't <laughs> know. They were, just, they, they were just like, I can't watch this. You know, they were just so anxious and everything. Right. So the, they hear the crowd going off and I walk off the court with the ball. And uh, one, of, one of the guys was like, what happened when I caught it? I dropped the ball <laughs> in front of them. So that was uh, that was definitely one of the, the coolest do- dodgeball moments that I've ever had. And it's definitely a favorite memory of mine. Uh, I'll say, I mean, so just... we went absolutely nuts winning, winning that qualifier. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I'll say, I mean, there's nothing crazier than one-on-one battles to triple overtime that already sets a pretty good stage um that's cool man uh, yeah that there, was definitely definitely a cool cool little moment is there is there footage of this anywhere if i scour no. youtube and <laughs> no i'm telling course. you right now i i like i'm so mad at myself for like not thinking about filming dodgeball like ever and even with the cadets, like we film almost all of our matches, but somehow that co-ed 8.5 match didn't get filmed. And then the the flight kill doesn't get uh, filmed, stuff like that. And I'm just like, why, why does uh, our camera all of a sudden stop working <laughs> when I make a cool play? Or you just curse, and man. Does it, really, <laughs> does, it, does it really even count? Did it, did it happen? There's no no film didn't happen. Right? I mean, you know, if I had my way, we would have two OG guys with six men standing. But apparently, there's footage of this not happening. So you know, <laughs> if it's not filmed, who knows what happened? <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah, maybe maybe you're just one of those lucky guys that's just cursed. You just you have these amazing plays, and I mean, you got eyewitness accounts, maybe. But I mean, I I don't have yeah. any reason to to doubt it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk myself up. I know I am a uh, an an average player. Uh, I'm definitely not one of those one of those top guys that you know people look up to. But uh, there's definitely some some cool plays I've made that I'm proud of. I'm definitely happy of, uh, and I, I just want to work towards getting more of those plays and just being more of a household name. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, I think you're you're on your way. Um, especially if you keep this attitude of I just want to constantly get better. Uh, you keep that passion for the sport, and then just because of all your, the stuff that you're doing on the side to help with the East Coast, um, you know, the content writing, the free agency database or, or free agency um, service, or however you want to put that, plus the tournaments that you're hosting. I mean, you'll, you'll probably you probably have a bigger impact than than you give yourself credit for. So. I'm excited to see how this all develops. Uh, you as a player, Space Cadets as a team, you as a content producer. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's cool to hear that you're humble. And I would say don't sell yourself short, but just stay the same, man. I think you're on a good path for whatever that's worth. Yeah, well, if I'm being honest, I definitely was not always this humble, especially when I first started playing. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You're like, like I'm going to throw balls that. at people and go crazy, and I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. used to definitely have that that attitude. But, you know, after playing for this many years now, kind of stepped back and, you know, you see those players who are actually those, I'm going to throw at you. I don't care if you think you're going to catch me. You're not going to. Yeah. You know, those <laughs> Andrew Ketchums, the the big names, you know, uh, 
So those that was definitely very, you know, knocked me off the the high horse once I got into the elite scene. So that was definitely something I'm I'm happy that I got into, and I'm happy that uh, uh, I'm able to actually dial it back now. And I'm still cocky on the court, but I'd like to think that I keep it to myself <laughs> instead right. of actually, you know, like branding it onto other teams to where they're like, oh man, I hate this kid. Why, you know, <laughs> why is he face. throwing the ball around and, and acting like he's the best when he's not? Uh, it's a good balance of uh, self-confidence and humility. I think that, that carries people a long way. But um, I just wanted to say uh, another cool thing that I just found out about is uh, USA Dodgeball asked me to be on the major event planning committee. So that's definitely something else I'm very happy to be a part of now. Uh, I have an interview with them on Google Hangouts tomorrow. So... I'm looking forward to that, and I'm really hoping that that's just another thing that I can, you know, help the uh, the East Coast grow through. Awesome. And help dodgeball to grow through. Awesome. Well, yeah, let me know how that goes, uh, and if that's something that you want to air on Friday. I don't know how um, how Jake is with, like, I don't want to say secrecy, but um, I definitely want to say good luck, and I don't want to air it and then have you not be passed or selected, or do you, do you care? <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't really matter to <laughs> okay. me For i mean sure. if they if they pass me up on it that's that's completely fine i'm still gonna run my tournaments and uh try to do whatever i can to even even if they don't want me on the committee I'll just throw my ideas out there and nothing's gonna know, change tell them you know what what i what i have as far as my system for running tournaments and why they've been successful gotcha awesome well, cool, man. Well, um, definitely a little bit past the two-hour mark, which I think might be a pretty good stopping point, um, especially since, like I said to, to Dom, I could talk probably till midnight, at least my time. But we'll go ahead and um, stop the interview there. So that was Colin Dowling. And Colin, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, thank you so much for being patient. I definitely wanted to talk to you way back in September, but figured uh, maybe starting towards this year would be, or the beginning of this year would, would be best. And I'm glad I did because uh, since then, obviously, you rolled out with the Beast Coast Chronicles um, and you're busting out with these tournaments now and just helping bring more exposure and awareness to the East. And um, yeah, it, it just gave me a lot to talk about. And uh, those two hours flew right by. Definitely looking forward to talking to you in the future. And one thing I really appreciate was just being able to trace back uh, the lineage of players just in general too. Like that's one of the main things that this podcast, uh, at least the interview side is about, is just being able to pinpoint when a player fell in love with the game, how they got exposed to it, and just seeing how we can kind of recreate that for future players. Um, so all, a lot of very exciting things to come from from you, Colin. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the results of uh, this tournament coming up. So if you're listening to this and you're playing in this tournament, uh, good luck. Uh, looking forward to finding out who to look out for, uh, who we're going to face up against when we when you face you guys in the Nationals. So it's going to be very exciting. Also, want to shout out and huge thank you to our sponsor, Taylor Ham, for the best pork rolls in the world. Rip into Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham, it is the only answer. It is the best answer. It's where you go for pork rolls. Uh, for everybody else, uh, thank you for submitting your questions. Uh, definitely appreciate them. They make this uh, whole podcast thing that much more interactive and fun. So please, uh, if you have questions, don't hesitate to submit them in any form or fashion. And last but not least, um, have a great uh, rest of your Friday evening, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time.
I did a uh, dodgeball event for Playmore South Jersey. Went pretty well. Just got to beat up on a bunch of doctors and nurses and stuff. I'm using that for the blooper.